Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. There's a place off Ocean Avenue oh, new where I used in. to end up. I couldn't help it. Hi. Austin, how you doing? You listen to um, Oasis? What, what band is that again? Oasis, yellow card. Oh no, card. they're so generic. We don't even know. <laughs> Kelsey called me weird for not knowing that song, but I think it's just such a generic song that it didn't stick in my brain. Like I think that's oh. what it is. She was like, "It was a huge song. It was everywhere," and I was like, "It wasn't in my head." They all sounded kind of the same, like that that voice or whatever. Uh, like Simple Plan, this guy. Who else probably sounded similar? Like Green Day, maybe. Green Day's probably a little different, but they all the voice singers sounded the same, so I could never tell. I thought there was all the same person for a long time. I was like, man, this person's great. They get around. They have like 700 bands. Uh, alternative rock of the 2000s. Am I right? Is it really alternative rock? Like, is that the classification for it? Because we were trying to figure that out yesterday. Altern- there's alternative rock, alternative punk rock. Alternative punk rock emo. Alter- no, I'm ki- uh, I don't know. About that one, but <laughs> uh, there's alternative rock and alternative punk rock. Yeah, what happened to good music? They're still there. I don't know who's popular in the music scene recently. Oh, I don't know. Do any kids want to weigh in and let us know? Yeah, what's on Kids Bop these days? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, whatever Kids Bop 57 is doing, what, what's on that? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to look and find out. Oh, God. It's probably something we've never heard of. Oh, I wonder if they've gone, like, more uh, explicit. Like, I wonder if, like, a Doja Cat song is on, uh, like, Kids Bop. Like, how would they clean that up? You know it is. It's always the most popular stuff, but somehow they change the lyrics. I tried listening to the um, the Lizzo Kids Bop, and it was, like, incomprehensible, so. <laughs> what? Lizzo? What did they say? Like, I took a DNA test. Turns out I got a really bad itch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't imagine being a writer for a kids' pop album. You just get a list of songs, and it eventually just becomes a weird owl. Do y'all want to pre-order the vinyl for Kids' Bop 2023 Volume Two? There's a vinyl Volume Two. Volume, yeah, Volume Two. What the heck? <laughs> There's two a year now. Holy cow! Oh, I forgot. Vinyl is like hip again. I'm sorry. Kids' Bop 2022 or 2023 Volume Two has. Two one-star reviews on Amazon. <laughs> what songs are on What this? did they say? Okay, so this is from Colin. And Colin says, Very poor song selection on this CD. Two songs were released years ago, while only one did not chart on the Billboard Hot 100. This album also has several songs that charted on the lower end of the chart. Not happy with the album, but the songs are great. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That That's... makes it all better. That was kind of like a the hamburger method of, you know, criticism. Yeah, like, but it is contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the other one. Mostly rap and sassy girl songs. Sassy girl songs? I've bought all Kids Bob albums over the years for our child care center. I just sampled this volume two album and not impressed. It has a lot of songs with girl attitude. Don't need any more of that. 
Whoa. <laughs> I'm not so certain I, I agree with that. Is, is, is don't need any more of that in bold and capitalized? No. Okay. Well, there is a lot of ellipses happening. Okay. The kids also prefer to skip the Kids Bop 2023 album and continue to play the older albums, mostly because it has a few Spanish songs and they don't know what they are saying. <laughs> oh my god. So these are the opinions of the people who leave one-star reviews for Kids Bop's albums on Amazon. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them. I got the list right here of songs. And also Spanish music sounds cooler to me, even if I can't understand it. Oh my god, like, there's I Cry, Once You Backed, Locked Out of Heaven... As long as you love me. What? Wait, is this 2023? No, wait a minute. This I put, is 2023. <laughs> I typed in Kids Bop 23, so that's not the right one. Oh, I was about to say, like, <laughs> Locked Out of Heaven and shit. I'm like, that's years ago. What? Maybe they're right. This is songs from years okay. ago. Um, I don't know any of these songs. Well, they're not on the higher end of the charts, apparently. I'm good? I'm good. I'm good. No, that's the one that's like, I'm blue, da ba ba die but it's the, like, remix of it. I'm good, da ba dee da yeah, yeah, it says I'm what good. What the fuck? Yeah. It's exactly like that's that. You just nailed it. You've never heard that song, have you? Not the I'm good version, no. You just sang it exactly the way it sounds. Ugh, those sassy girl songs. Yeah. You know what? I vote for Cupcake to uh, be on Kids Bop 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like you. I know that one. I, I don't know these, but maybe I heard them. That's a Post Malone song. Uh, music for a sushi restaurant. I should know Post what? Malone. He's our damn theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a Hootie and the Blowfish song that he covered. So really, it's a Hootie song. Mm, that's true. P- yeah, and Pokemon's in it, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any of these, though. Uh, sunroof. It's because we're officially old, Jacob. We just aren't hip with the kids, and that's okay. Ugh. So who listened to Kids Bob this week? Or who, uh, who did, anything fun? <laughs> did anything fun? None of us. None of us. What did we do this week? Who wants to start? Not me. The Most of my time has been spent on house hunting, but I'll talk about the Pokemon related stuff I did. Ooh. Y'all know I was gone in the previous episode because I went to go visit family. And obviously no one knows my sister um, listening to this, but if you did know my sister... You'd find it really funny that she's like super into Pokemon Go because she's so not the type to be into that kind of thing. But at one point, her husband convinced her to try it out and she never does anything half-assedly. And now she's like obsessed with it and it's all she ever does, it seems like. My God, we were running, she ran me ragged. We were walking in the park for eight hours a day. Holy cow. Did you, uh, did you throw out any Stardust for them or did they just pop up? Oh, uh, yeah, I threw Stardust and so were other people. Okay. We saw one lady at the park who was like, why are all these people looking at their phones? Did something new come out? Oh. No, it's a special Pokemon day. Oh, that's going to be us in like 10 years. What's going on with these phones? Jacob will no longer have a phone because it will have turned to dust. Actually. Oh, actually, Austin, I can I can actually play Pokemon Go now because I actually did upgrade over the weekend. When did this happen and why was I not informed? Uh- <laughs> it happened during a celebration of the year's coming. We know what that is. Okay. I got a new phone, Austin. Alex t- texted me, you know, happy uh, name day. And uh, I was like, Alex, I got a new phone. And she's like, what? Yeah. I was shocked. I was absolutely bowled over. I couldn't believe it. Yep. And I stuck with, you know, the Apple brand. Of course, she's only got two options. But I got a good deal on it. And um, yeah, I've, it feels... Technology's changed a lot in the past 10 years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
my GPS. Welcome to the future. Yeah, my GPS actually names places around it now instead of just being like, you know, turn left on this street. It actually knows the names of streets. Oh my god. There's no like insect eggs in this one. There's no like cobwebs on it. So it's pretty. Ew. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fighter jet when I boot it up. Uh, I'm still learning. I feel like uh like, you know, when you hand, like, an elderly person a new phone, I feel like I'm like that now. Like, I'm having to squint a lot. You did turn 30. That's right, yeah. That may just be the age. <laughs> there is a setting on your phone where you can, like, magnify and make all the text really big. <laughs> oh, thank you, Alex. I think I'm going to need that. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to be like, yeah, looking at it like this. Yeah, it really sucks when I drive and I have to squint it. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. My eye prescription has not changed in the last 18 years, it feels like. That's good. That's so lucky. Mine changes every time. But yeah, new new iPhone and um, with the new phone, I got a video game on it that's really fun called Vampire Survivors. I don't know if you guys have played that or know what it is. Nope. I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Is it a gotcha game? No, it's not a gotcha game. This is a um, this is not an awesome thing. This is probably a Alex thing because Alex, you like Gauntlet, and it reminds me of that a little bit. Ah, oh. yay! <laughs> Gauntlet Dark Legacy, shout out. <laughs> Another thing I didn't know about. Yeah, it's a endless wave of enemies. You beat them to level up, and then you get um, buffs as you level up, and you get to choose which buff you get, and you just survive as long as possible. Oh, my God. Okay, next time we all get together, I'm bringing Gauntlet over, and we can play it. Austin, you don't have to participate, because I know you hate Gauntlet with a passion. I'll be playing with the dogs in the corner. Don't worry. <laughs> we need that. Yeah, we need a baby, a pet sitter. <laughs> Check out that game. It's been out for a while. So it's free, too. Free in the sense of you can buy upgrades if you want, I'm assuming. No, you actually, like, there's DLC available that you can buy. But the base game's free, and you can buy gold to up your stats or whatever. But you get plenty of, I've had plenty of gold during the game to where I haven't had to buy anything. Where I've almost got, like, all the power-ups unlocked and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. But if you bought, like, all the characters, I think, are free, too. You have to buy them with gold, of course. But you, like I said, you get enough. But yeah, that's about it. It's not like a really pay-to-play or pay-to-win kind of game. We still need to find another game like we played that one time when we tried, attempted Apex Legends, and that was so... We could just try <laughs> Apex Legends again. Oh, God. <laughs> the problem with Apex Legends was it took up like half my Switch storage space. And I'm like, oh, God, get this off my hardware. <laughs> I wish we had a way to like stream it for Twitch or something. Yeah. Because only have it would only be on my Switch. Like that thing would not fit on my computer. I don't even know how big it was. Like Austin said, I was downloading it and it took up a lot. And my Switch gave that little warning. That's about it. And like another sad thing with the All Star guy passing away, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. That sucked. R.I.P. Yeah. Austin, did you hear about that? Of course. Great song. Because we were talking about Kids Bop, and that thing was definitely on. Oh yeah. Kids Bop for sure. I don't know which one it was on, but I remember that being on Kids Bop. Playing sports growing up, that song was everywhere. Like, every single Little League stadium was blasting All-Star when it came out. It was in Digimon the movie before it was in Shrek. Are you serious? Yeah, that's how the movie ends. I don't know, I wonder what it's like to be a band like that and to have, like, one song, like a one-hit wonder. Because really, honestly, I can't think of any other songs of theirs. Walking on the Sun? Okay, that one is a lesser known, but okay, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm a believer. Ocean Avenue. Oh, get that. But that was my week. What uh, what's going on with you, Alex? Gosh, what is going on with me? Nothing really exciting. I started playing The Sims, and that's pretty much it. What about the thing I saved for you for your week talk? What Pokemon? Yeah, 
Oh, okay. I didn't know we were going to talk about that now. Oh, my gosh. We could talk about that now. <laughs> Before this podcast, Alex and Austin were arguing who has the worst memory. I'm waiting to see who wins this battle. I, I think Alex wins the worst I, memory. It's me. We know that. We've established that. I have a problem. You're talking about the finale, right? Yeah. Okay. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was, we're recording this on the 10th. So yesterday was the 9th. And that's almost the, what, 25th anniversary of the airing of the first episode in America. The Pokemon I Choose You. Yeah. So Austin and I got together. We marked it on our calendars because, of course, this is a momentous day. I stopped house hunting for a day. <laughs> yes, it was that important. <laughs> wow. Weeks in advance, we planned, okay, clear out your Saturday. So yeah, we sat down and we watched 12, the final 12 episodes of the Ash Ketchum Pokemon Saga. I don't know how to feel about it, really. I mean, I know it's it's just a show, but I think I'm still in denial, to be honest with you, because I'm like, okay, I think... Because we're watching Pokemon now, right? Yes, we're, we're the... simultaneously going back into the archives <laughs> for this podcast. So it's like, it's not really dead. It's right here. Yeah. Ash is not dead. He's, he's still here. We're still watching him. So I don't really feel it, but I, I guess part of me is in denial, too, because I'm like... I'm sure he's going to come back after Horizons. Like, I'm just, like, 95% sure. I can't see them abandoning him forever. But it was really good. I think some of the episodes were well-written. We got some callbacks to a lot of old characters and some of the old writing, you know, with Pikachu being a little asshole like he was originally. But we didn't see one of my favorite characters by the end so i was really disappointed okay but we saw some of your favorite characters this is true this is true so the one major character that i was upset that did not return was gliscor we never saw him again out of all the ashes pokemon that came back for like cameos even if it was the littlest cameo i was like oh my god when's gliscor getting his moment time in the sun and he never showed up Keep that in mind for when we cover these episodes in 21 years. <laughs> remind me in 21 years. <laughs> uh, Siri, remind me. Yeah, but that was fun. It was a fun day having the whole Ash saga come to a conclusion. The Ash Ketchum saga is concluded. So let's talk about the next two episodes from Johto. <laughs> With Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> With Ash as the main character, which will be that way until, uh, like I said, 21 years from now. Were the episodes this week? Oh, the episodes this week we got are Power Play and Mountain Time. Let me see. I have the randomizer here for this week. Austin, you're doing the 30 second summary challenge. I have Power Play, and Austin, or Alex, you have uh, Mountain Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Was it really? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Is, that su- is that surprising? We'll, we'll keep going. All right. Let's go. All right. Mountain Time? It's Mountain Time, baby. All right, Austin, you got. We're doing power play first. Forgot about it. We're doing power oh, play. Oh, right, right, right. I have to skip the Gumbreon episode. I can't. It's just too boring. Austin's still <laughs> on Mountain Time, apparently. Yep. All right, Austin, are you ready to summarize sure. power play? All right. Three, two, one, go. Gary is battling a contest winner from the UK, and he's using his Umbreon, which is newly evolved from Eevee. 
So Ash jumps off a cliff to go battle, challenge him to a battle, and Gary says, you're not worth my time, and walks away, and Ash is all upset about this, and then there's a blackout because Team Rocket is stealing energy for their Mecha Wobbuffet, and then they do some, like, engineering work, and they save the day, and the power plant employees don't do anything, and Gary leaves. Time. <laughs> that was a long five seconds at the end. It was. <laughs> yeah, I was giving him some leeway, because I want him to finish. I was done. I was already oh, done. <laughs> keep dragging it along then. Gary! Yeah, Gary's back, as Austin mentioned. For the most thrilling episode of all of Johto. How long has it been since we've seen Gary? Since the Hoot Hoot episode. Is that long ago? I can't remember. It's been about, what, like 50 episodes or something? Yeah. All right, that trainer that Austin mentioned that's from the UK, her name is Alex. And, um, Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I guess she's good, but she's like a Johto good, if that makes is sense. Is a girl? A, I think it's a boy. Oh, it's a boy? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, them. They, them, that's, that's right. That's okay. You know what? We're not going to assume anything. Yeah, especially since this is a real person. Yeah, Alex is a gender neutral name, and that's how they introduce themselves, so. Um, Alex is a contest winner, but like I said, they're a Johto contest winner, so we don't know exactly how good that is, especially since there's a contest every single, you know, other day. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do we have any background for this? I do. Okay. Austin, you want to explain that? Just what was on Bulbapedia. I don't have any other context. Do you, Alex? It was like one sentence on Bulbapedia. Yeah, I was like, I want to know this person's story. Alex, if you're listening, give us a call because we want to know. Alex Davis from the UK, please. If this reaches your ears, let us know. Yeah, what's the what's the backstory? What does Bulbapedia say about this? Oh, yeah, we probably should explain this. Um, Alex Davis <laughs> won a contest... <laughs> And it was like a make a cameo appearance on the Pokemon anime contest, apparently. So they used their real name in the script. And that's why Alex Davis probably sounds like a younger person and like not a regular four kids actor and why their vocal performance stood out so much, I think. Yeah, there was a marked difference between the performance, the audio quality, like everything about it was very obviously like this is different. I thought, like, someone's kid came into the studio. That's what I thought. Well, that's really cool to win that contest. I would love to hear more about that process. Yeah. Do we know anything about the circumstances behind that? Like, was it a global competition? Was it, like, regional? Depend. Like, what was... I want to know about it, but I couldn't find anything. I Googled it, and I found out the character of Alex Davis has appeared in a fan fiction. Oh, in what sense? Like, I have uh... no idea. I didn't click on it. <laughs> okay. That must have been such an interesting experience. I feel like they did a lot more of that stuff back in the 90s, like having radio contests and different competitions and a lot more like fan engagement with media. Like, I wonder, that must have been so cool for that young person to win that and then go in and record. I mean, that's cool that they won. I just like, how do people hear about this stuff? Because every time something like this happens for Pokemon, I'm like... How? I don't. I didn't hear anything about this. That could just been me, though. But like, I, I don't think they did it here. I think they did it in the UK. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I like. I said. I feel like that kind of stuff was way more common back then too. Because I remember all the time, like you know, radio being a super big thing, contests on the radio being a super big thing. Like you could meet celebrities and stuff. Like I, my mom actually entered several radio contests many years ago, and she's met a few celebrities through radio contests. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. So they don't do that stuff anymore, or at least not to my knowledge, but sweepstakes, that was a big thing too. Like you would send away, like you'd write in your postcards and send away for sweepstakes. Like that was a big thing. Anyway, Alex, good uh, good for you for winning this contest, Alex Davis. I didn't realize Ooh. I was a real person. I never heard that before. So good on good on you, mate, they would say in uh, UK. <laughs> Is that what they <laughs> say? Would they? I don't think they would. 
something like that. Uh, cheers, mate. We're very, we're very clearly not from the UK. <laughs> Darn right, we're not. Uh, you guys are all right. Uh, Alex from UK has a Alakazam, and I wonder if like Alex probably chose this Pokemon. Might be their favorite. I'm imagining they're working off of pre-existing Japanese footage. No, no, Alex chose Alakazam. That's what. Oh, I Oh, okay. Every time you say that, I, I'm trying. I'm getting so confused. I'm like, what? That's what what I'm I doing do it on what? purpose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alex says to Alakazam. <laughs> And like I said, there's a big battle between Gary and Alakazam. The Umbreon. Alex? Okay, so I was just going to chime in with how disappointing was Umbreon, okay? like I mean, it's a flashlight. That's true. <laughs> it, it can do that, and that that's pretty cool, I guess. But I'm mainly saying, like, okay, first of all, I know, and I'm trying really hard to remember the circumstances and the times that we're living in. Like, Dark-type was new. They didn't have a whole lot of dark type moves or, or cool fairy type moves like they, it does now. You know, I was ex- half expecting it to pull out something crazy. But Gary was like, Umbreon, use your cool move, tackle. And I'm like, <laughs> this is a fucking terrible showing for this poor thing. Umbreon got nothing to do. It had nothing to do. It was definitely more of a showing off for Alakazam, what Alakazam could do. I know. And we hardly ever see Alakazam. So good for Alakazam. <laughs> yeah, showing off. Thank you for picking Alakazam, Alex Davis. <laughs> good pick. Good choice. Okay, so does anybody else want to comment on the fact that Alakazam, speaking of all the stuff that it got to do, it had like seven moves that it used. Did it? Oh, man. I Yes. Let me see. <laughs> Quick attack, dynamic punch, double team, uh, teleport. Psychic, zap cannon. Zap cannon was cool. Oh, it was cool. Alakazam was showing off. I mean, I know it makes more sense for them to know more than four moves, but I was literally shocked. I was like, oh my god, he keeps pulling out move after move. Meanwhile, poor Umbreon gets tackle and quick attack, and that's it. Okay, I got a, I got an Umbreon move update. Okay, okay, what? When it was an Eevee, the moves it used were Reflect, Double Team, Takedown, and Skull Bash. As an Umbreon, it used Tackle, Quick Attack, Flash, and Hidden Power. Oh, Okay. So Umbreon's had quite the downsizing since we last saw it. Pathetic, in the words of Paul. Alex, our Alex, just wrote the next Pokemon game, though, with each time you level up every five levels, you get another move space. Ooh. That'd be interesting. I mean, I know it would never, it'll never happen because it'll unbalance so much of the game. I know it's always going to be four moves, but I wonder what a fifth move would do. Like, if if you could do fifth moves in the game, I don't see, like, having a fifth slot in the game itself like as a single player i wonder how that would work yeah the funny thing about five is five is close to six and that's how many pokemon ash has because he just throws them all out there after gary has a little battle with alex and he's sitting there trying to entice gary into a little gary's not having it gary just says nah basically and just walks off he's like i know i battled you ash i know how you battle this is wasting my time which uh i don't know if you call gary weak for that or is he like a giga chad here for just dismissing Ash like that? So we'll uh He's disciplined and he knows his worth and he knows it's a waste of his time. So Yeah, he killed the season one Gary and took his place, so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what a yeah, what a character arc that we don't ever get to witness, right? <laughs> yeah. He's just a different person now. <laughs> That's right. He's mature. Isn't that the whole thing? You know, he's mature, he knows his limits, and meanwhile Ash is just like, Let's battle, Gary. And he's throwing a big tantrum. Somewhere in Kanto, the cheerleaders are tied up and they're in the trunk of the convertible. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot about the cheerleaders. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> he ate them. It's just like, that's how he gets his power. 
are we not proud of him? Are we not proud of the personal growth he's gone on? Like, he's not about the showy cars and the girls and the recognition. He's just like, I'm Gary. I'm strong and I... I let my actions and battle prowess speak for itself. No, he's still a dick, just in a he different is a dick, way. But <laughs> he's cocky and self-assured. But he's more of like, yeah, it's more of like an arrogance kind of thing now, where it's not showboaty, but it's just like you're not worth my time. Nobody's exactly. worth my time. It's it's all he's all about the presentation, and he's decided I'm going to be cool and sullen now, and not loud and obnoxious. Yeah, it's it's crazy that there's like this much depth to a character that we never see. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like we see Ash all the time and we can't get anything out of him. There's no nothing there really. <laughs> Ash is all surface. Yeah. <laughs> He's all surface. That's Yeah, there's nothing. Don't go dig in there. You won't find anything. So Ash, you know, gets rejected by Gary, of course. And Gary just walks off in the woods. As Gary does. He's lost his uh his Porsche's gone. He's taken a more of a Neanderthal lifestyle. <laughs> But Ash and Brock and Misty, they're still, you know, in the know because they go to the Pokemon Center to get something to eat, which I I'd always wonder what kind of food they have there. Is it buffet style? Is it like, you know, it's probably like your local Walmart deli. No, it's a utopian society, remember. It's hey, Walmart food. food's good. Don't knock that. I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I still don't believe Austin when he tells me the gas station food is good. Jacob says Walmart food is good. Quick Trip food is heaven on a hat stand. Heaven on a hat stand. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've been re-listening to my dad read a porno, and that <laughs> stuck with me. Is that okay? I was about to say, where does that come from? Because I have never heard it. Let's go back to like a '40s radio broadcaster <laughs> description of these episodes. <laughs> Golly, you put my knee in a haystack with that one. Tell you what. Oh my gosh. Flash over now to Team Rocket. They're just doing their peeping Tom thing, where they're just spying on Ash. And oh my the group. Goodness. We don't get too much into them. They just like Boba Fett comes out and they do their typical shenanigans. And then Jesse's got an idea, but we don't know what that is yet. Back at the Pokemon Center now, Ash is basically just like talking to Nurse Joy, or whatever, and they're trying to get some healing done or something's about to happen. And the power just goes out the Pokemon Center. And this is not the first time this has happened to our <laughs> uh, twerps. So they're experts on like what to do. They've never been in this town before, by the way, but they immediately know where to go. To solve the power issue, and it's, of course, at the power plant, which is a dam. It's a damn dam. I don't know what this city's called. Where are we at? Fillertown? Fillertown. We're still <laughs> in that little area between Ecruteague and wherever they were. I call it Lazy Town. We'll call it Lazy Town. Blackout City? I don't know. No power? It is Lazy Town, because no one's going to the goddamn power plant, except for the twerps. That's what I was about to say. Nobody cares that the power's out. They're just like, ah, oh, it's okay. We don't need it. It's a brownout. They're used to it. <laughs> that's right this is where like okay ash brock and misty they know to go to the pokemon center gary's like just a hard nut uh to crack and in real life because he just camps out you know he's just camping out in the dark like he has no need for sophistication this is like yeah what we we're talking about earlier this is oppo gary he's roughing it in the woods yeah he's he's fronting he's he's putting on a show <laughs> To himself. Like, to who? There's nobody <laughs> to there. He's like, look how tough I am. I'm camping in the woods even though I'm in a town. <laughs> He's self-sufficient. Look how brooding I am. Maybe the Pokemon Center was full. We didn't see Ash and, and Misty and Brock actually stay in there. They just went there to eat, right? So maybe the cafeteria was open, but they were all out of beds. Yeah, but they always try to stay at a Pokemon Center. That's their first option. Gary just, like, crawls into the woods and builds a fire. He doesn't even try. He's a naturalist. He likes to be out in the nature looking up at the stars or whatever. He's like one of those dude bros who's like, look how tough I am. And he's like, 
<laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to defend Gary. I feel of like I have to are. do my civic duty and defend him. He's a self-sufficient person who enjoys nature and doesn't want to be with the rowdy crowd of all the other Ash Ketchum types at the Pokemon Center. He's like I'm going to get out of here. You can't respect his solitariness like I'm officially the Gary hater now. Because Alex is too high on Gary, so I gotta bring him down to earth. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm too high on my own Gary supply. Yeah, thankfully we only ever see Gary once in a decade or so, so yeah. it's fine. I just wish they would have went all out with him. If he's like this naturist guy, when he you see him, he needs to be like covered in sticks and like dirty. <laughs> he needs to be like making the hut in the mud or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, he has. He's a he's a man that appreciates his you know good personal hygiene. A man, Alex. He's a ten year old boy. Okay, we're not talking about like I don't see them as like that. It's hard to do that when you're like an adult, and they're also been along with you for twenty five years. They should be teenagers. They should be like sixteen. They should be older teenagers. And I've always isn't Gary. He's he puts on that aura of being older to me. But anyway, I digress. You guys don't know. You don't know true good quality characters oh okay clearly. oh my gosh all right yeah <laughs> we don't know we don't know gary yeah bear grills is up in the woods while he's <laughs> laying in a you know nice little place have you seen the thing the thing with like bear grills being like i really gotta get over this huge uh thing and it's like you, you pan out and the cameraman are like stepping over a little thing and bear grills <laughs> are like oh i gotta wade through the water or whatever yep is he still even a thing? Honestly, I haven't heard about him in the past like fifteen years. Hey, he served with the British Special Forces. Okay, Alex could have been in the service with him. Okay, <laughs> possibly. We don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Very possible. Yeah, I realize it's a TV show. I realize Bear Grylls is making entertainment, and I, that's a whole gimmick. But it's still funny. Yeah, it is funny because it's just where would we find ourselves in these situations? Oh, I'd just die. You know, I, I mean, climbing die. Everest now is a tourist attraction. You know. Gary's the type to clown Mount Everest and leave his human feces everywhere. <laughs> he bag what are you it supposed up? <laughs> to do? I don't know, but apparently that's a huge problem now. It's probably nerves, right? You probably get nervous. Well, you gotta poop. Well, yeah, I mean, but your nerves too. Like, you, I'm gonna go before we, you know, do the summit. But I bet you're still nervous. Are you supposed to like take a baggie with you? Like, if you go camping, are you supposed to like bury it or like? You can tell how much we go out in the woods. <laughs> Does anybody who does hiking or camping regularly want to, like, weigh in? Has anyone climbed Mount Everest? Let us know. What's it like? Is it cold? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is it really that cold? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Gary's in the dark ages, uh, but not like, I guess everyone kind of is now because it's dark outside. (laughs) I'm just shocked at this Gary hate. I don't know where this is coming from. Alex is, like, looking away from camera, like, I can't with you people. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Look directly at you? Yes. There's another char- There's another part of Gary Hayden coming up later. We'll talk about it when we get there. Or I got something to say about it. I don't know. In the meantime that Gary's been in the woods eating berries, burying his poop, Team Rocket has snuck oh over. God. Team Rocket has snuck over to the dam, and they didn't even take any damn pictures on their way there. You know, there's no time for a damn tour or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, this is fun. How many more damn jokes can we get in? By the end of this, I was going to fit in a lot, but Austin's had oh, enough. Okay, good. No, please so. do it. No, I like it. And I like well, the damn water is just gushing out of this dam. So <laughs> that's all I got. If anybody comes up with more, just chime in. Feel free. All right. But we built a robot. A robot. Tim Rockets built a, a robot. Robot. 
this is a pretty big robot. Uh, I don't know if they stole parts from the plant to do it, and that's why it's broken, or if they got this from Popular Pokemon Magazine, or, you know. Does Popular Pokemon Magazine have, like, express delivery? Because this is literally in the span of, like, 10 minutes. Like, Jessie has her idea, and then smash cut over to the dam, where they have their giant custom-made-to-order Wobbuffet mecha. Which is bigger than the dam. <laughs> It's bigger than the dam. Is popular Pokemon magazine, like, are they, like, wizards over there? Like, how are they doing this? I love how we've just decided popular Pokemon magazine is the source of all this. Like, they said it once and we're like, that's it. That's, that's the it. answer. Name one other manufacturing company. That's the beauty of it. You know, they name it once and we know. Yeah, this robot is, uh, very weird. But luckily, Gary, in his infinite knowledge of the woods, has constructed a robot out of trees and is heading towards <laughs> Team Ro- No, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, he's not that... He's not that creative. He's just still... I don't think he even knows anything's going on. But uh, this robot has a radar thing on it, and for some reason, they're able to see the twerps through it. So they go, you know, chasing after him in this robot. I can't remember if they reveal their plan for this robot, what it necessarily is. Are they trying to just keep the blackout going, or are they just trying to destroy the whole damn ah. period? The whole damn thing, right? Their, their plan literally is they're going to build the robot to go to the Pokemon Center... To get Pikachu and the other sick Pokemon that are there. Oh, okay. The only reason that they built this whole thing is because they wanted a foolproof way to make sure that they had a way to counter Pikachu's Thunderbolt attack. So this robot has a special feature to it, Jacob, if you want to kind of mention, but that literally they built this thing and or ordered it from Popular Pokemon Magazine for that one meager little goal that they had. So this is just really, this is even dumber. Now that I know that fact, because, you know, the twerps come to attack them and this Boba Fett thing does counter, right? So every single attack you do to it, it does it right back at you. But what stops Team Rocket from, like, prevailing in their plan, the, like, extension cord they have to the power plant, which is making it black out because they're sucking all the power, is not long enough to get where they need to go. Which is is stupid because they've had portable power sources. I mean, nuclear energy is, like, portable in this universe, Nuclear energy. <laughs> Something's going on because they have they've been able to trek a marathon's distance before with a robot, and there's been no issue. I don't get what the deal is with. I think with popular Pokemon magazine, they they charge a surplus to have portable battery power. So Team Rocket cheaped out, and they had to get the giant. <laughs> oh, oh, get... oh, they may have run out of cobalt to mine too for the batteries. Mm. So there you go. Oh. Yeah, cobalt's ran out. They got to go to another region, siphon it from there, drain the resources of some other place. <laughs> That's right, just keep moving on, right? Just keep dumping ice into the ocean. That will cool it off. Maybe Popular Pokemon Magazine owns Seeking Lake. I don't know. That's true. Ooh. Or that, like, remember that power plant that was really, like, grummy and all the... the... Grungy City. Uh, yeah, this uh, robot does, t- you know, has a long, not enough power cord, so they can't do anything with it. So our solution to defeating it is we're just going to run around it. And Gary's joined us at this point. And um, what I was going to say earlier about Gary is Gary doesn't really care about saving the people until Ash mentions that he wants to save the people. So maybe there's still a little bit of jealousy there from Gary and Ash having the spotlight, right? So Gary's not there to be nice like Ash. Gary's there just for the spotlight. I don't know what's motivating him. I don't either. I think it's just... Well, he's... I think he sees the, the tied up power plant people and he's like, well, I guess I should do something. Because he's not a monster, he's a good guy. He is a monster. He has his Umbreon attack the sparking electric cord. 
It's literally plugged into the side of the power plant, and he, it's like, okay, Umbreon, like, tackle this cord. The one giving off electricity and, like, precariously sitting there, ready to, like, electrocute everyone in the vicinity. Well, that's why he's gotta, he's gotta bust it in half, so that way it doesn't explode. He's gotta unplug it. That's how I saw it. Yeah. I don't know, if an Umbreon can survive, like, a Pokemon attack, I mean, presumably it could survive a couple sparks flying out of a wall outlet. Yeah, I didn't stick a fork in there or anything, so it's probably Let's all right. test that theory with our very own Umbreon that we have. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, well, I'm going to order an Umbreon robot, and then we'll see what it can do, okay? Uh-huh. The robot is, like, that power cord's destroyed, of course. Jesse knows what to do, though, and it's not like, uh, I was mentioning earlier, like, some portable power source. She literally just has, just these two, by the way, Meowth and James, are on, like, a bicycle thing, and they're somehow able to power this, this mecha... To go on a rampage. Could you imagine, like, in Gundam or, like, any other mecha or, like, Evangelion, if the people had to power the robots they were in? Like, they had to, like, pedal or there was something they had to do? Don't they kind of, like, in Evangelion, aren't they sort of... I mean, they are plugged in with um, power cords, and then they have, like, a one-minute timer that counts down before they, like, die in their tubes. But the Evangelions are alive. Yeah. They're they're bio. Well... Technically, they're sort of alive. No, they're alive. I mean, they're like they're like creatures. Yeah. They're creatures with like they're sort of in a dormant state, right? I, Ava is so we cannot get into Ava right now, you guys. But it's Ava is that way so on purpose, though. They're, they're okay, and so then Karu comes in and he says, "Shinji, I think I was born to meet you." And and then there's a giant ray that flies down from space. Adam comes along. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, we're near the end of the episode here. Uh, thank God this, uh... And then the Lance of Longinus fly... No, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) That's how Ash and Gary team up to defeat the Wobbuffet Mecha. They get the Lance of Longinus and, okay. And then they fuse together, which is a weird thing to do. And then you get, then you get Gash, which is just this weird... Gashy, which is this this weird... Dragon Ball now? What's going on? (laughs) No, they fuse together, like... Um, Garurumon and what is it? Metal? No. <laughs> oh my God. War Greymon, and then they turn into Omnimon. This is a boring episode. Oh my <laughs> no. God. I can't wait for the. Did we talk about before, uh, like, we wish the trainers could fuse with their Pokemon? That would be cool. Oh, there is a manga with that premise. Oh. If you like want that. that, you gotta do Digimon. That's where you gotta go for that. Mm. Nah, we want something good. Um, what else? Happens? No shade, no shade on Digimon. <laughs> what happens here? Um, we untie the power, the dam workers, and uh, then they get like some dam ropes and they're able to fix the problem with some wires. Those dam workers, they really didn't do any dam work on that dam, did they? They were like, okay, kids, like, they were damn useless. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, so, um, there's like a a gate or something up there, but like nobody's ever used the actual hydroelectric part of this dam in like 50 years. So good yeah. luck. They relied on the nuclear energy instead. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Pokemon has reached the point where everything's so self sufficient that the people now doing their jobs don't know anything about it, and when something goes wrong, they just don't have any idea. It's uh, it's like the giver. And Team Rocket comes back, of course, where the workers are trying to solve the damn problem. They're trying to do. They can't do a damn thing about it so far. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Ash, like this is kind of Ash show off moment to um Gary because 
Team Rocket, as I said, comes back, and they're able to kind of work together a little bit. But it mainly comes down to Ash using, like, Chikorita and all his new Pokemon to defeat Team Rocket. And uh, Chikorita does a cool thing where she kind of, like, vine whips it to where it, like, suffocates itself. I like that, yeah. That was a cool strategy. Can it not counter vine whip? Is Vine Whip, like, uncounterable, or...? Well, it's running on, like, James and Meowth pedal power, so maybe it doesn't have the energy to do so. Well, it's out, but I mean, like, in, like, the meta game, whatever, like... Oh, in the meta game when you fight the giant robot? Yeah. <laughs> That's fused with people? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, in... Okay, so every time we've seen the robot get attacked, it was with some kind of, like, elemental attack, right? You got Thunderbolt or Water Gun or Flamethrower, and it goes into that little chest cavity thing... It gets converted into some other energy, and then it gets blasted back at them. But Vine Whip is more of like a physical, you know, with the vines going around it. And it kind of, so Cyndaquil flamethrowers it, they close the gate in the Wobbuffet machine, and then Chikorita smacks it closed and keeps it closed and it blows up. But yeah, shout out to Chikorita. That thing is like running on its 10th concussion, and it's still... Burring through that thing uses its head to solve a lot of problems. I don't mean the way like it thinks. I mean it literally like you know, like the door is locked to get to the people, and like Ash just throws Chikorita like a rock and knocks down the door. This thing's putting in work. Uh, it's probably my favorite so far with its like simplicity to problems. But that was a good explanation, Alex. Yeah, where's this kid with uh, Alakazam and its headbutt attack? He could have thrown Alakazam at the door and busted it down. <laughs> Alex just shows up at the end like, hey, guys, <laughs> I did it, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the workers have solved the issue in the meantime. And the weird thing about the workers is there was five that went off to solve the problem. Only four came back. What What? what happened to the fifth guy? <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's got so did something to get the turbines turning. So good for him. Was it Mike? Was it the damn worker Mike? The one guy we get his name? No, I think it was Lance. Um, he's been causing a lot of trouble lately, so uh-huh. it's just a good excuse. Anyway, we solved the issue, we saved the day, and the episode basically ends with Ash willing to rebattle Gary, but Gary says, no, we'll do that next time, and there you go, which is really lame. I was expecting like oh, a Gary-Ash battle. No, don't, no, don't no, go into no, it. No. Don't go into it. Nope, that's what happens. No, 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 that's no, no, it. no, no, no. You're Gary walks it away because he's no. scared. <laughs> he's a scared nature man. You know, he's going to go hug a tree, not fight. You're you're so glossing over their little bromance moment that they had. It was so cute. Gary was like, Ash, you've really grown. And Ash is like, wow, thanks. And then it was so sweet. And that leads us into Mountain Time, the next episode. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are Gary haters. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. I've never heard this kind of animosity towards this Gary kind of before. animosity. Well, I think we're kind of like we're sick and tired of your Gary worship, and so we're just like we're done. Yeah, you guys are we're okay, just... so you guys are just being contrarian. To yeah, be we're like devil's okay. advocate, but now we've like got Stockholm syndrome towards that advocacy. So now we just hate him for real. Does that make sense? That was combining a lot of metaphors. <laughs> we got to put out a poll, Austin. Please, I request you to put a poll up on the Twitter and ask what our listeners think of Gary. Are you Gary stands or are Gary, you Gary sympathizers? Gary, as of the episode Power Play is the thing. Yes, I'm not as talking about of this later. I'm talking Gary. about now. No, we're talking about current Gary, not Professor Archaeology Daddy Gary. We're not Daddy Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. Alex, I think you have some like severe problems when it comes to Gary. 
We're gonna meet like Alex's husband. <laughs> Alex's husband's gonna be like Gary, look exactly like him. Just be like, oh my, with the yep. hair sticking up in all directions. <laughs> Do we not? Can we not appreciate that I'm I'm milking this and I'm I'm being way more extra with Gary than I really truly feel. Alex, you're milking Daddy Gary is what you're doing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I was just, wondering why he was disclaimer. so much more relaxed. I mean <laughs> I just okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm putting the brakes on. Er, I want to preface to everybody out there, this is a television show. We're very well aware that this is a television show, and nobody here actually has a crush on a fictional character. Speak for yourself, you. Daddy Gary. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. All right, goodbye. I'm not participating anymore. No, you're doing Mountain Time. <laughs> let's, uh, instead of MVP and LVP, let's reveal our animated crushes. Uh, Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'll start. Mine's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Austin? I don't know. I don't... I can't, no one's coming to mind. No character. Birch. 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 Okay, uh, from Pokemon, I'll go with Birch. Yeah, sure. Are we doing don't Pokemon even play. ones? Don't even play. Yes, Pokemon. Or do you have another? Okay. I mean, I've got like a... I got those pillows in my room I can go get. That I can pull over here and introduce y'all to some friends of mine. Let's see um, Jacob's. Let's unveil Jacob's body, yeah, his pillow, body pillow collection. My body pillow counts like twenty. No, oh um, god. <laughs> hey, whatever makes you happy. I don't know. I probably like Ivy. I think she's pretty. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I knew it was gonna be Ivy. Professor Ivy. <laughs> I got really quiet because I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you know? What What's the giveaway? Because <laughs> you at one re- reference, I said like, "Oh, I like Professor Birch. He's sexy." Like joking, and you were like, "Oh, I like Ivy." Oh yeah. That was recently. <laughs> yeah. I get tangled in her ivy, if you know what I mean. Woo! Does she God, have tentacles? I can't tentacles? wait for X and Y when we have, whoa. <laughs> Does she have tentacles? Is that that kind of... Is Possibly. That kind of, is that kind Ooh. of anime? <laughs> um, oh, she's chill. Yeah. <laughs> I could professor and chill. <laughs> Woo, we've lost our minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, MVP, MVP and quote for uh, Gary Play. Ooh, God, Gary! <laughs> Ooh, stop! I'm getting a little hot under the collar. Yeah. We're getting too meta. We're getting. We don't like. We like real people. Um, yeah. This is all. We're being. We're being silly. This is a gag. Okay. Did we take it too far? No, yes, but just, that's fine. Uh, Austin did. This is content. I'm first, followed by Alex, and then Austin. Uh, my MVP. Uh, I'm just gonna steal it from Alex. I'm gonna give it to Gary. Uh, uh. Oh what? <laughs> oh. I don't have a reason. I just like Gary. I just oh. love Gary. <laughs> See, nobody can resist the Gary charm at the end of the day. I fucking knew it. You you wore me down. I knew it. I sold you on his merits and all of his wonderful attributes. Yep, I'm a Gary sympathizer. I stand Gary. And my LVP, oh my gosh, I guess I'll give it to Lance. For, uh, Who Lodge. is Lance? <laughs> the fifth worker that never came back. Remember the five to win four came out from the factory? He fell off the dam. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had some damn trouble. I'm going to give my uh, uh, my quote. Um, oh, my God. I am i didn't really write one down, so I'm just going to go from memory here. And um, something happens when um, the lights go out and Nurse Joyce says, uh, the power's gone out in Broncos. That's a real shock. I do have a Nurse Joy quote for you if you want to use it. Yeah, what is it? Well, it's just her being, she's, she's taking a very Brock role with this exposition. Most of our, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, most, 
<laughs> Most of our equipment runs on electricity. What doesn't run on electricity? No shit, Nurse Joy. Most of your medical equipment runs on electricity. Why don't you have a goddamn generator? That is true. That's very poor practice. Does she not have a backup generator? Yeah, where are those Pikachu on a treadmill? What happened to that? And what equipment doesn't run on electricity? Like, what does she have in there? Like a stethoscope? Does she count that? <laughs> you know, is that like she has that little hammer to test your reflexes on your knee? <laughs> That's right. She's got like the hand tools in there that can't do anything. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Nurse Joy. All right, my is it my go? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chill Good. out. Okay. It's my okay. turn. Okay. 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 Jacob was like, "Yes, what?" <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. Let it flow. Okay, excuse me. I have to stand up for myself, I guess. MVP, I'm going to give it to Wobbuffat. Yay! Wobbuffat, because he did not take any shit from Meowth this episode. Meowth is over there. That's what started this whole thing, right? Like, Wobbuffet and Meowth get into a little tiff. Well, Meowth goes to scratch Wobbuffet, and he uses counter and brings it right back onto him. And that's what gives Jesse the idea to make the Wobbuffet mecha, but good for Wobbuffet, right? That was cool, too, because the scratch appeared on Meowth's face. I know, that was cool. It, like, mirrored it and threw it right back on him. Ugh, Wobbuffet's kind of scary sometimes. I know. It really has a lot... I think it's pretty underrated. I mean, obviously, you can't use it for much other than that, but it could be strong. And I I hope this isn't a spoiler, but I'm going to say it anyway. So we had a moment with Wobbuffet in the newer Journeys episodes that we just watched yesterday, and Wobbuffet had a total boss moment where he, it literally counters like a combined, what was it, like nine, eight or nine moves all together that were combined into like a mega move. He's countered legendary attacks before. It's amazing. Like he, that is really he cool. sent that shit back and I was like, oh my God, Wobbuffet's a beast. Like a bad order at a restaurant. He sends it right back, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do if I ever get like a bad order at a restaurant. Counter! And just start yelling counter. Yeah, so shout out to Wobbuffet. I feel like I really don't pay too much attention to Wobbuffet, but he deserves it in this case. Um, LVP, I didn't write anything down. I guess I'm going to give it to those dam workers for just letting some kids, like, trek up to the mountain and, like, have to turn the winch and open the dam back up. Like, they should have been doing this. Should have gave it to Jenny. This town obviously has no police patrol. Clearly not. Anyway, my quote is going to be... All right, I'll do it at the end. It's got to be the Brock quote where he's, they're saying goodbye to Nurse Joy and Brock says, maybe you'd like to show just how, she, well, she says, I'm very grateful. And he's like, maybe you'd like to show just how grateful you are by giving me your phone number, beeper number, and email address. Beeper number. I know. Missy says, Nurse Joy may be grateful, but she's not crazy. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. If you want to page me, that's okay. All right, my MVP I'm going to give it to Alex Davis for yeah. game sharking Alakazam to have seven moves <laughs> and for in real life winning the contest that Jacob's very jealous of. Yeah. And my LVP, I'm going to give it to Gary's Umbreon for having such a poor showing in this episode. It didn't do anything. It, it, it literally was a flashlight at one point to help <laughs> Ash see in the dark. It can't help that it's a victim of bad writing. It can't help it's a bad Pokemon. Well, I didn't see anybody else putting out any flashlight, you know, help to try to, like... That sounds like something you would tell it to reassure itself. I don't see anybody else using a flashlight. Good for you. No one has their smartphone <laughs> out to have the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> which mine works now, which is great. My quote... I'm not sure if this is a pro-Gary or anti-Gary quote. Oh, God, here we go. But Ash says, Gary, I owe you. And Gary says, yeah. And then he walks away. <laughs> 
I owe you. Owe him what? I don't know. But you should be very pleased I did not give Gary LVP, just to spite you. I am pleased. I am pleased that that didn't happen, considering all of the hate that was being spewed all around. Well, if you don't react to it, we won't do it. Okay, I got a gray rock. I think next time we see Gary, he's in a skateboarding competition, so look forward to that. A skateboarding competition? I could be wrong. (laughs) That's like devolving. He's in his bleak 182 phase. (laughs) He's in his alternative (laughs) rock phase. Yellow card's going to be playing. I think he's got an Ocean Avenue skateboard. He's a victim of the time, okay? It's the mid-2000s. What can you do? That was a power play, a.k.a. Gary play. Now it's time on get on to uh, Mountain Time. This is uh, another episode we're going to do. Austin's going to do the 30-second summary challenge. Are you ready, Austin? I'm kind of ready. Two, one, go. The twerps meet up with Ariel, and all of her ladybug have evolved into Ledian. And now she's working as a mountain park ranger. Um, some wacky antics ensue when they all end up on a giant rock going back and forth. And Togepi tries to kill everyone just to be a monster. And then Mr. Douglas comes and all the Ledian all start to show off their fear scent. And then the stars come out <laughs> and their spots go red and they fly in the sky and spread powder everywhere. Time. <laughs> okay. I'm riding that Mr. Douglas high. <laughs> I feel like I have to be the bearer of bad news and disappoint everyone and tell you, unfortunately, that that is not what happens in this episode. Darn. Sadly, that would have been so much better, though. <laughs> I love how we've made the Ladybug episode into like a favorite at this point. It's spiraled of out of control. We've uh, put it in the Hall of Fame for sure. Mm-hmm. So because this is the Pokemon anime, we're not allowed to have any kind of continuity. So instead of going back and revisiting a character that we already know about with her pre-evolved Pokemon who have since evolved, unfortunately, no, we don't get that. We get a whole new group of people with a whole new set of problems and a whole different group of Ba, which are actually not Ladyba, they're Lady in. That's a tough thing to say for me, Ladyba. It sounds, I don't know, it just sounds dirty. Ladybug, what? Lady in? Lady in? Why is Ladybug dirty for you, Jacob? I don't know. It just sounds like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's like a slang term or something. Say touch my and then finish the sentence with that. It doesn't sound good. When are we doing another Pokemon Mad Libs round? (laughs) That's right. We could do our Lady on Mad Libs. (laughs) We'll see. Austin, that's a no. All right. Sorry to any listeners out there who were hopeful, which was probably a grand total of zero. Zero. Anyway, so yeah, we don't see Ariel and her team of Ladybot, and we certainly don't see Mr. Douglas, as sad as that is. But we are in the mountains. They are feeling very refreshed with that cool mountain air, and Ash is having a brisk run through the woods, and that is when a Ladian flies by. And so he's like, ooh, I gotta follow it and see what it's up to, because this is the most interesting thing that's happened to me today. That's also how you get lost and die in the mountains, by the way. That is true. Don't run off chasing weird, giant, man-sized ladybug creatures. PSA. So, yeah, he's running, finds himself running headfirst into this gale force wind, which is actually coming from some guy with his kid, and there's a Pidgeotto there. And apparently this is some kind of training exercise because they're part of some self-imposed, at least it seems to me, I don't think these are like officially outfitted people. I think this is just some self-imposed mountain patrol dad and son duo who just like live in the mountains. And dad is just 
dad. I don't know if he has a name, but the kid is Benji. This is uh, Lance after the turbines got a hold of him. <laughs> Some continuity. <laughs> he washed downstream. He ends up in the mountains. He lives a life. Yeah. He's done with power, like electricity. That's why he lives in the mountains. So, Austin, do we know what dad's name is or is it just dad? I was literally looking it up right now. Mountain dad. <laughs> MD. Daddy Gary. Mountain daddy. He's not very attractive. He had a mustache. I'm not sure. Kind of had a Tom Selleck thing going on, but, you know, that's just me. Okay, according to Bulbapedia, his name is Benji's father. <laughs> and his name in Japan is Shiro's father. He's just Mountain Daddy. That's what I'm going to call him. Basically, they explain that they're part of this mountain patrol and whatever that means. And they train the lady in to survive and fly in these high wind conditions. So they have the Pidgeotto train them. So stupid. Well, I guess it's true. I mean, if you're in a mountain pass, there's like Why would you not pick a better Pokemon, though? Why would you pick a stupid bug to take on Gust Force Winds? Yeah, that's real smart. What are Ledian's base stats? I think we could have picked a better one. (laughs) Yeah, we could have picked the actual bird that knows how to fly. Let's get some of those Pidgeys from Dingyro and evolve them to Pidgeots. Yeah, we could have picked a lot better resource here. I'm not trusting some bug Pokemon to carry me out of a, you know, ravine. At least like a like a hair across or something. Yeah, something more pudgy. I need some I need some beef there. So at this point in time, are any Pokemon really like super strong flyers aside from like, I don't know, Dragonite or something? Like Ladian's big thing is like the punching. So I'm really not certain where like the flying prowess thing comes in, but whatever. We gotta have the Ladian episode. I don't know, I'd rather just die than have like the false hope though. Like I'd rather like <laughs> Just, you know, suffer in the ravine and then, like, see, like, a bug try to get me halfway out of it, then lose grip, and I just fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You might change your mind by the end of this, because we see some pretty No, I know extreme... the end of it. I still don't change my mind. <laughs> I know I don't. This, this thing is capable of some pretty extreme physical stuff, but we'll see. So, yeah. So, Lady, they're training Ladian to fly in these high weather conditions, but it still has a lot to learn. So, they're back at their little mountain hut patrol center, I guess. And Mountain Dad has to go on an errand to a local village. So he's like, okay, Benji, you're in charge while I'm away. But if you need anything, you can call me on the ham radio sitting over there in the corner. Errand my ass. That was a booty call. Yeah. Well, Captain Dad, or Captain Dad, I'm thinking of Power Rangers. Mountain <laughs> Captain, Dad. <laughs> Captain Dad. I like, you're calling Captain Dad. He's the leader of the force. He's the leader of the patrol. Okay, Austin, you want to explain what, what uh, series is Captain Dad from? Lightspeed Rescue, where they have, like, a 25-year-old man playing a middle-aged father. Yeah, okay. That's where Cap- the inside joke of Captain Dad comes from. That's what I call him, anyway. Captain Dad. Captain Dad. So, we'll just go with that, because Mountain Dad is too hard to remember. I think at this point, so Ladian suddenly is, like, flying around, and it finds itself in some kind of trouble. And, of course, Team Rocket is the culprit. They have some kind of giant vacuum sucker machine, because, of course they do. Team Rocket takes this opportunity to catch Togepi and Pikachu in, like, a little glass case, but, of course, they're in the Meowth balloon, so they end up getting blown away by a high gust of wind, and they smash into the canyon, which is the weirdest canyon I've ever seen. There's, like, a sheer cliff face with giant rock spikes sticking out at a 90-degree angle and like, perfect intervals. It's, like, just... It's where Melanie murders her victims. It's her body disposal. She was born here. God. <laughs> she killed Benji's mother. It's like a Cabbage Patch Kids. I just, Melanie's just pop out of the peaks of the spears. Ooh, like Amethyst in Steven Universe. 
It did remind me, it did have that kindergarten feel. Like, if you want an aesthetic to compare it to, it was a very desolate, gloomy, bleak-looking canyon area. Johto is an unfriendly place. Let's leave. This is something for people want to challenge, I guess. This is not like a normal route that people just go, oh, we got to go up this mountain. This is like a, this is their Everest, you know. Damn it. Twerps, why did you leave the routes? Go back to the routes. They're safer. Yeah, they're routes for a reason. This is what happens when you go out of bounds, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're out of bounds. That's right. Yeah. So this place is a really inhospitable kind of a hellscape, to be honest with you. So they're hanging precariously over the rock spikes. The twerps have to save them, right? Because it's like Pikachu and Togepi are in danger. So obviously we have to save them. And clearly we're not monsters. We've got to save Team Rocket too. We can't let them die. So they go on a perilous trek through the mountains to try to get to where they are. And they almost die when this huge gust of wind, when they're climbing up the rope ladder, it it is strong enough to yank those anchoring points and like this huge like metal anchor out of the side of the cliff face. Okay, I have a theory about that. Okay, tell me. Okay, so Benji goes up the ladder first to test and see if it works. And it does. Mm-hmm. And then all three twerps get on the rope ladder together at the same time and then the wind blows it out and benji said it had been sitting there for years without any problems and the second you put the weight of three people on it it can't stand up to the wind anymore so that was benji's stupid fault for not telling them to go one at a time or he was safe and he was trying to get rid of them i can just go home let these people die. <laughs> That's right. Nobody will know. Nobody comes up here. Yeah. So, okay. That makes so much more sense. That makes so much more sense. They almost die, but they don't. Meanwhile, Team Rocket and Pikachu and Togepi are, like Austin said, they somehow ended up like on, oh, one of the spikes broke off, right? So they're on this like rock. It's a teeter-totter. Teeter-totter. This is very, what was the episode where they're teeter-tottering in the ship on like the bottom of the ocean floor? Yeah, like people make a difference, like the weight of the people, like three people make a difference whether or not if it spills into the abyss or if it lands, you know, 10,000 feet below the ocean. This was fun. I like this. I like the (laughs) the slapstick of it all. So they're, yeah, they're on this teetering rock thing on another like stalagmite. Yeah, stalag, giant stalagmite. They might reach the ceiling. There you go. That's how you remember it. Is that, oh, is that how you were taught? Because I always taught tights fall down, mites crawl up. But so, yeah, they, they're they teetering precariously on this rock formation. And, of course, Togepi is a absolute menace and basically decides to let Jesus take the wheel and walk over to one side. And they're like, please, God, Togepi, don't do this. <laughs> and it's like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to just, I think it's after, James has like a chocolate bar. It was calculated. Hell is real and Togepi is their personal Satan. Togepi planned it all. (laughs) (laughs) It was going to murder them for the insurance money. No, it was going to murder them for a chocolate bar. That's all it takes. It all it takes to catch Togepi's ire if you don't give it the chocolate bar. Meanwhile, Benji and Ladian show up with their like net contraption thing. And they like lasso the rock. And then Ladian has to fly up there and they're like, okay, get into this like net elevator that we've constructed. And this rock thing sort of collapses and breaks the rope. And so Ladian, say what you will. I know you were you were crapping on Ladian earlier, but this thing has the strength of 20 men. Because no. it's lifting up single-handedly Jesse, James, Meowth, Victory Bell, which is out, and then Togepi and Pikachu. Still struggling though. 
and still struggling though. I don't. I don't want any doubt. This thing is like, how big is a lady? And actually, no, we can't ask that question because Pokemon weights and heights are like arbitrary. Okay, Victory Bell is thirty-four pounds. FYI. Oh, 34 pounds. That's it. That seems small. And Wobbuffet's only sixty-three pounds. Okay, but Jesse and James combined. I mean, they probably got to be like. 250 pounds like at, at the very least yeah at the very least and then how much is meowth and how much is pikachu oh they're probably like two pounds <laughs> go by yeah Wolfedia. this thing is putting in some serious work it's carrying two grown people a man-sized plant and a couple others and it uh it does it, it kind of yeah. does and it doesn't like its arms don't pop off which i was half expecting that but you know update meowth is nine pounds and pikachu is 13 pounds so basically, they managed to save Team Rocket. Meanwhile, Captain Dad has returned. I guess at some point, when did he like radio Captain Dad? I don't remember him radioing him for help. I think it was before they set out. Okay, he obviously makes some kind of distress <laughs> call to Captain Dad. That's so st- the the time is forever, though. You know what I mean? Like it takes him. He got really far in that short amount of time, right? To come back hours after he's been asked for help. It's not a good response time. He was on his booty call, you know? No, he had to finish, right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, so Captain Dad comes in with the save with Pidgeotto, and he saves his son and the twerps. He knocks out Weezing and Victory Bell in a double KO. Yeah, they blast Team Rocket off again, and then we get a super nice touching moment where Ladian's back spots start to glow because apparently they react to the stars in the sky. What? <laughs> apparently that's that's, <laughs> that's a thing that's just part of the it's always been part of the case with lady and did you know that it doubles as a compass all right so they fly around and then they start shitting glitter all over the twerps and misty is like sucking oh God, it up it's so magical oh she's just like eh, it's like snow what it's was like that so material exuding from their bodies onto the people it's probably poison. They're probably trying to kill them. They're like, we're suffering. Doesn't like the later bugs, like Vivillon or whatever, it's like scales. It's like minuscule scale. I don't know what it is. I love how you say Vivillon. Vivillon. Vivion, like a papillon. Oh, Vivion. Okay. It's, it's pronounced Vivillon. Potato, potato. Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, so it's shitting whatever. It's shitting all over them. And Misty is like, oh my God, it's so magical. Just like Stardust. Oh my God. <laughs> just like stardust yeah that's right and captain dad is like benji i'm so proud of you son i'm making you a mountain patrol officer and uh i don't really think that means anything it seems pretty arbitrary to me that he just sort of like makes up to make him feel good about himself but Come on nepotism you do you there captain dad we're out of time mountain time alex you're going first then me and then austin well i was surprised myself with this one because i really didn't think going into this that it's Gary. I feel this no. way. <laughs> it's Gary for not having been involved in this shenanigans. For staying on the path. Yeah, he stayed on the fucking path, all right? And he didn't have to get sucked into this ridiculousness. No, I was going to give it to Ladian because I was just really impressed with the fact that it had the strength to hold up all those people plus the Pokemon like it did. I was like, okay, wow. Somebody obviously is being very generous with the abilities of this thing, but got to appreciate it, I suppose. And then LVP, I'm going to give it to the wind because it was just fucking everything up this episode. Ripping shit out of the stone walls, almost killing everyone, like too much. It seems like this used to be like a Ninja Warrior game area. 
like back in the day <laughs> with all the ladders and stuff that were there. And then people just wised up and were like, we'll just go around the mountain. We do have some ninjas coming up pretty soon. Good. Okay. Let's get excited. My quote is going to be, God, there was so, there was actually, I was kind of getting worried because like at the very, like maybe three quarters of the way through, I'm like, oh, there's no, like no quotes. And then at the end they had some bangers. So let's see. I am going to give it to the part where Team Rocket decides to steal Pikachu despite everything. They get saved, but then they turn around and, of course, try to do their Team Rocket thing that they do. And Brock says, you can't be serious. And Misty says, not after we just saved all of you. James goes, it isn't our fault you have bad judgment. And Meow says, yeah, we wouldn't have saved you if you was teetering on the brink of obliteration. And I just like the fact that he said the word obliteration. Oh, they're going to say teetering. Teetering's a good word, too. Teetering's good. Yeah, you don't hear that one a lot. Nobody teeters anymore. I'm going to give my MVP, I guess, to um, I guess to CD, Captain Dad. <laughs> Vigilantes sometimes do serve a purpose, and good for him for starting up this, like, mountain saving service when um, the government wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. I'll give my LVP. What's uh, Benji? I'll give it to Benji. He's not. I don't think he's quite ready for uh, to be a, a sergeant or whatever the ranks are for this uh, mountain saving service because he almost because he almost kills the twerps. Remember when the the ladder thing we mentioned? So that's not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he almost kills him. He's not a very good uh, guide. Then my quote actually comes from Team Rocket, and then, you know this is a mountain episode, and while they're teetering on the rock, Team Rocket says something like, "I can't believe you've already peaked," and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty." pretty funny <laughs> oh did they say that i missed that i missed it too they probably i made that up but that's a good one i right? know you did i knew oh you did. jacob <laughs> i like making up my own quotes for the episodes it's a lot more fun we're gonna get rid of the quote section soon <laughs> we're running out of good ones austin don't take your ball and go home okay my have turn. fun with it my mvp and lvp is togepi because oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we went over it really fast Togepi saw that chocolate bar Team Rocket had and said, I'm going to get that chocolate bar. I'm hungry. I want it. So it sets up an entire scenario where it topples the rock over just so it can oh, tell. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. It topples <laughs> the rock over just so he, so Togepi can magically place everyone back up on the rock, perfectly balanced, instead of teleporting <laughs> them to the ground. Togepi's like, no, we're going to stay in this perilous situation. <laughs> we're going to stay in this hell. You're stuck in this hell with me. I am sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot to mention that. Yeah, they he teleports them back into an endless nightmare. Yes. You know what it reminded me of? It honestly reminded me of like when Squidward, when they're in the Flying Dutchman's like ship and he like throws him into like hell and he's like falling and falling and falling for like hours. And then <laughs> Spongebob so is like... I wish that Squidward was here, and then he brings him right back. To me. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, what, uh, man. what move does Togepi use though? Because he like goes back in time. What is it? Metronome. Togepi can just do whatever it wants. It can <laughs> There's just no actual alter reality at a whim. <laughs> yeah, that's a good okay, point. It wasn't travel. just it wasn't just teleport because it also he also it reset moved the rock back. Yeah, right. The rock it. went back up to where it was, and Team Rocket. And Pikachu and Togepi were, like, perfectly, like, equidistant from each other to balance the rock. And the chocolate bar has somehow traveled into Togepi's greedy little paws. I love using Togepi as a cop-out with Metronome. They just make stuff up. And then Jesse starts to say, I know what just happened. It was all a dream. 
And then it cut, like, we, we next cut back to them, and Togepi's running circles around them, and the rock is teetering the whole time. And Jesse's like, yes, we are still dreaming. <laughs> I love that whole bit. I love it. Like I said, Togepi is their own personal Satan. So Togepi gets MVP and LVP because it's a murderer or it enjoys the sadistic pleasure of torturing people we established that but also it's mvp because it got its chocolate bar it had to have chaos reign for a little while <laughs> <laughs> okay and my quote involves the chocolate bar jesse says <laughs> i demand to know where you got that chocolate bar james says it's mine you and meowth ate yours yesterday meow says you ate half of mine yesterday James says, so what? I live for today. And Jesse says, if you don't give me that chocolate, you may not be living tomorrow. That was the other one that I was debating on. That was so good. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, my gosh. I wonder what brand po- uh, chocolate bar it was. It was like popular Pokemon chocolate bar. Oh, my God, <laughs> you guys. Do you think that it was one of the chocolate bars that they swiped from the Magic Car- or Sea King fucking competition? Possibly. They got three. And they got to share them amongst <laughs> each other. <laughs> it's no longer a lifetime supply. It's not the Seeking fucking competition, by the way. It's the fucking Seeking competition. <laughs> the Seeking fucking competition. I said that backwards. <laughs> What's next week, Austin? What do we got on the menu? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. Um, Some Johto episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to Kanto. We do this every week. It's like, oh, what's the next? Uh, what's on tap? And we're like, yeah. what's on deck? Nobody knows. Waba Palooza and Imitation Confrontation. Is Duplica back? Spoilers. Oh my god, is she really? I just guessed. Alright. And on that note, we like to say thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, send them to out of the drying pan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drying pan at gmo.com. I'm sure to follow us on Twitter or X, whatever you call it. Uh, our handle is out of drying pan. Again, our handle is out of drying pan. Also, we got a Patreon with some cool perks. And if you're interested in that, uh, go to the link in the description of the podcast. And one more plug before we go here. Instagram. We've got an Instagram. It's pretty cool. It's got some pictures and some stuff going on there. Alex does a good job running it. Our Alex, just to specify there. And uh, I think that all does it for us. So join us next time as this journey continues. See y'all later.